everyone. Welcome to our podcast, PMM Interviews. In this podcast, we explore tips for how to interview like a boss for product marketing candidates through the lens of experienced leaders who run product marketing at some of the fastest growing tech companies in the world. I'm Nupur, product marketer at Twilio. I'm really passionate about instilling confidence in aspiring candidates who are either thinking about pursuing a career in product marketing or are simply looking for tangible frameworks and takeaways in their current role to get to that next step. So if you're here for the first time and wondering what to expect, this show will help you navigate your career, arm you with the confidence you need to unlock your full potential in interviews, and finally, address any kind of questions that you may encounter. Product marketing interviews are proudly brought to you by Sharebird, the product marketing mentoring platform. This show is produced by Sharebird, the peer mentoring platform for product marketers. It's the place to discover on-demand resources and learn from top product marketing leaders. Get more advice and insights at sharebird.com. Before we get started, Shout out to our sponsor, LaunchNotes. Trusted by hundreds of leading product marketing teams, LaunchNotes is the only dedicated platform for product change. Publish and send product updates, create and share product roadmaps, and collect and synthesize customer feedback, all in a way that's personalized, automated, and secure. With that, let me introduce you to our guest for today, Adam Weigand, who is a Group Product Marketing Manager of Consumer Products at Coinbase. If you haven't heard of Coinbase before, Coinbase is the easiest and most trusted place to buy, sell, and grow your cryptocurrency portfolio. More than 73 million people in over 100 countries use Coinbase. Adam, welcome to our PMM Interviews podcast. Can you give us a quick introduction today and share what a group PMM of consumer products at Coinbase does? Yeah, hi there. It's great to be here today. Thanks so much for having me on. So as you mentioned, I'm Adam. I work on our consumer product marketing team at Coinbase. We are kind of responsible for driving adoption and growth of our entire retail investing product suite. So this includes quite a few different features, everything from starter products like Coinbase Earn, where customers can discover how specific cryptocurrencies work and get a bit of each crypto to try out for themselves, all the way down to some of our advanced trading products like Coinbase Pro, which have a lot more tools for advanced traders. In addition to some of those stalwarts that I mentioned, we're also investing in some crypto-powered financial products as well, like the Coinbase debit card, which rewards customers with up to 4% back in crypto rewards, wherever Visa debit cards are accepted. Super excited to bring some of these products to market over the last year, and we have a lot more coming in 2022. So stay tuned, excited to share more. That's so awesome. Another question I'd like to start with is, what's top of mind for you these days in your role? Oh gosh, everything revolving around growth. I think we're at a really key inflection point in the growth of the marketing organization at the company. To give you a sense of, of what I mean by that, at the end of 2020, we, we had three people working in the product marketing function. And at the start of 2022, we are over 30. So we've grown a lot. And that's just one function within the marketing organization itself. I think as the crypto category has evolved tremendously over the past 18 months, we've really started to invest in a, a mature marketing organization, investing in functions, even beyond product marketing, performance marketing, growth marketing, CRM, brand, and a full-fledged content strategy organization as well. So lots of growth, lots of exciting growth, and more to come in 2022 as well. So building and growing is top of mind for me these days as I look for more talented PMMs to come and join the ranks at, at Coinbase. I love that. So you are hiring. And if anyone is listening to this podcast and interested in crypto, then they should reach out to you. So that's super exciting. Well, before we get into it, I like to kick us off with some rapid fire questions. I promise you they're going to be very easy, but you have to be fast with your answers. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Let's go. 
Okay, let's do it. What was your first job? First job, I was a teenager on the house cleaning crew of my father's janitorial supply company. And I can say after cleaning other people's bathrooms for a while, you get the pretty clear sense you'd rather do almost anything else. <laughs> okay, current Netflix binge. I'm going to go with a different binge platform and say Station Eleven on HBO Max. And kind of as we are recording this in January of 2022, this might feel a little bit too real given current events, but this show is based off of the Emily St. John Mandel book of 2014 of the same name. And it's set in a post-apocalyptic world where nature has sort of reclaimed what humans have built after this massive flu outbreak. And somehow the world sort of emerges to be just a little bit more beautiful. So highly recommend it. Check it out. A very well time-centered piece very relevant these days, I think. Ooh, I should check it out. HBO Max has some good stuff. Okay, one to two words to describe your email inbox. I would say semi-healthy. And what I mean by that is we're a Slack-first culture at Coinbase, which has kept my inbox fairly manageable and mostly for Google Docs notifications and calendar invites. So, so semi-healthy is sort of the best way to describe it. Like that. What's a company that you think does great product marketing? Let's see. I obviously always been watching the product marketing stalwarts like Apple, Google, Spotify, but I've always been a big fan of GoPro over the years. I feel like in my opinion, they sort of set the standard for user generated content. And I might be dating myself a little bit here, but having your actual customer showcase the versatility of the use cases of your products, in their case, cameras, going beyond sort of the extreme sports use cases has been super telling. I love following their work and the content they capture is super compelling. That's really cool. What's the number one trait you look for when hiring product or solution marketers? This might seem obvious, but customer obsession is a huge one for me. And I want what I call, quote unquote, truth seekers on my team. And I think my philosophy on product marketing has always been to start with the customer and everything else will follow. But you'd be surprised how many PMMs get caught up in the end deliverable, the flashy campaign execution based on recent trends versus actually spending some more time up front delivering against a well-defined set of customer needs. So I always stress that with my team, always stress that with candidates when we talk about customer insights and that'll continue, I think, for many years to come. Absolutely. And finally, the top metric you want new hires to be motivated by. I think in my category, I want people to be motivated by developing products that bring in the next 100 million users to crypto. Mm. We're still at such an early stage within the crypto economy. And to feel like you're a part of writing the next chapter can be hugely motivating, can be empowering. And it can also be a lot of fun because there's so many new and nascent challenges that we face. So motivating, motivating, being motivated by bringing a new category to market is, I think, something that I look for in people. Unfortunately, we're right in the thick of things right now in crypto. So it's a really fun time to be building. Absolutely. Well, I don't know about you, but that was super fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> we should get into the meat of the discussion today. So let me level set. So you've had quite a career in product marketing and you've probably interviewed a lot of candidates over the years. What are some of your favorite interview questions to ask candidates applying for a product marketing position? I've definitely been in a lot of interview loops over the last few years. I think working in hyper growth companies like both Uber, where I was previously and Coinbase in present day, we've grown the teams incredibly fast. So I've been fortunate to be on kind of the front lines of some of that growth and helping build those teams. One of my starters is actually a tactic I've adopted from a former manager of mine who actually used this on me the first time we met. 
The ask is to provide, say, a three to five minute movie trailer introduction to who you are. And I tend to leave this pretty open-ended to see where people take it, both in terms of their personal lives and their work experience. But what it does is it forces people to immediately flex their storytelling skills and kind of frame who they are in a really synthesized, journey-focused way. I find so many parallels to how people set context in who they are to the work that they ended up delivering when they joined the team. And I think this is a great way to kind of level set and also, also kind of unique and, and different from just like, tell me about yourself. So for, forcing this story framework on people, I find a lot of really interesting answers and it's kind of a good way to kind of break the ice and, and make things a little bit more approachable from the start. I would say afterwards, I'd like to kind of dive into a series of questions that give me insights into what I mentioned earlier, which is customer obsession. How do you source insights that influence what your product teams build? How do you translate customer insights into a cohesive product marketing roadmap? What are some of the qualities of an effective customer segmentation? These seem pretty fundamental, but they're really important to just make sure that we are framing things in, in the right way and really having that customer obsession. Then I think since product marketing is such a highly cross-functional role by nature, I like to probe on relationship management. How do you build a fruitful partnership with your PM or your sales enablement team? What do you do when you disagree with a stakeholder's recommendation? What's a team accomplishment you're most proud of? Some of these things, again, are very fundamental, but really important just to get right from the start. So you're setting the tone for the rest of the interview. I mean, that movie career question, I think, is so valuable. It's something that I will definitely be stealing from you going forward. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful way of actually getting to know the person beyond just like their bullet accomplishments, which are anyway there on their resume. So you kind of get to hear their storytelling ability and all of that good stuff. So that's a great tip. And uh, to your point about talking about customer insights, of course, I think that's such a given important one. But I also liked that you talked about what their greatest accomplishment was because to your point that really sets the tone of the rest of the interview because if someone's saying something that they're proud of then they're going to kind of be happier I think it makes for a great candidate experience and they just gain the confidence to do so much better through the rest of the interview so I really like that one as well I agree. And I think the accomplishments in the context of how it helped propel the team's goals is really important. But we're always part of something bigger. And it's great to have individual accolades and accomplish your goals. Uh, but how did it make the team better? How did it push the business forward? Some of the groundbreaking work that I think people do is in the team setting. So what are you doing to really propel that and lead that work and push that forward? So absolutely, really important to focus on the accomplishments. And more importantly, how did it work? Tell us your secrets. <laughs> That's a great starting point. I love that. What are some of the common mistakes you see candidates make in PMM interviews? If you had to like sit someone down and say, hey, make sure you avoid these common pitfalls, what would those be? This is a good question. I think this can kind of depend on the opportunity and on the company a little bit, but I try to encourage people to really get as much information about the role, about the team, about the company from the initial conversation with a recruiter. And from there, really build out a thoughtful line of questioning based on the research that they ultimately do. So when I say research, I mean, do your research, even at a surface level of the product suite, you could potentially be the lead product marketer for. Ask the eventual hiring manager that you speak to about the challenges the business is facing, why this role is uniquely positioned and a priority now to succeed. What are the biggest risks that this role faces to not succeed? I think what this shows me as a hiring manager is that the candidate did their research and is seriously considering whether or not this role is a good fit for their skill set, is a good fit for their personality, and is something that they're aligning their passions to. So I think those things are intangibly really important to get right in those initial conversations. I really like that answer. I think another one I personally like to look out for is, is this person even listening to the question? 
I don't know yeah. if you've encountered that, but sometimes in the urgency to sort of answer the question that's put forward in interviews, candidates sometimes don't even hear the entire question and then end up sort of shooting themselves in the foot by answering a completely different question. Have you encountered that before? I think that's a really good build, actually. And I don't even mind when candidates take the time to say, let me just make sure I got that question right. Are you asking, and then insert clarifying statement here. You're right. It's really important to listen and make sure you get the question right so you're framing your answer accordingly. And I think the other mistake that can dovetail from there is, is rambling, right? Keep your thoughts coherent, keep them succinct. Don't be afraid to end it and then say, well, I'm looking forward to diving into this a little bit more in the later conversation. People have a tendency to not close the loop on framing certain things of their experience. So I encourage people to really take the time to answer things succinctly, be specific, provide examples, and really close the loop. And don't be afraid to just close a thought. Absolutely. Okay, Adam, you talked about some of the go-to-market questions you're asking, and you sort of hinted at some of this, but what are these skills that you're trying to suss out in PMM interviews? What are the atomic skills that you're actually looking for? And do these sort of change depending on the seniority of the PMM you're interviewing? Yeah, this is a great question. I think there's probably not many huge surprises here, but any high growth company, you're going to be thrown into a pretty dynamic environment where things change often and fast. So I like to suss out traits like adaptability, flexibility, willingness to learn, a willingness to flex into new areas to learn, and a general just can-do attitude towards problem solving. Trying to suss out whether or not people are intimidated by big, meaty problems that haven't been solved before. So some of the questions that can be asked as a part of that are like, what are some of the pressure cooker situations you've found yourself in that you've emerged stronger from or that you learned an important lesson from? Being able to ground yourself in some of those moments where things weren't going so well, but you learned a lot from them or things were going well and you learned even more. I'm open to either of those answers. I think sharing learnings based on past failures and successes is really important. And oftentimes you learn more from your failures, right? I'm a great example of that. I can tell a lot of stories about things that I learned based on situations that didn't go well. I think it's also important to acknowledge that within those mistakes, what mistakes were made that you won't repeat and how have you learned and how have you moved on and how have you grown as a marketer? I think all those things are really important. And to answer your question about how that skill set might change based on the seniority of the role, I think it does a little bit. I think there are still some of those atomic skills that you mentioned that are important at every level of an organization. But for a leadership role, I tend to focus a lot more on people management and fostering an environment of support, inclusivity, and growth. And I think one of the most important realizations you can have as you start to become a people manager is it's not really about you anymore. You are now in the driver's seat of building a team, building a culture, growing other people around you, and making sure you're doing a good job leading, blocking, tackling, unlocking resources, and making sure people have all the tools to do their jobs well. So grounding that in sort of a human leadership approach is something I look for at that of roles that we hire for. That's wonderful, Adam. And I can't help but think you're so good with analogies. Like you talked about movie trailer at the start of this, and now you're saying pressure cooker. All of these analogies, I'm loving them. But I think you made a really good point about adaptability and flexibility, especially because I think product marketing changes so much. Even like what I did, like probably three months ago is not what I'm doing right now. And it's not what I'm going to be doing three months from now. So I think like being able to adapt and having that flexibility is really key. 
and so the questions that you highlighted are super important to kind of suss that out. But I also want to add one thing to what you said about seniority. I think people management is, of course, important, building great culture. But for senior PMMs who are perhaps not going to get those management roles, I think another good one would be their ability to influence decisions and have difficult conversations and sometimes push back with executives, I think is super key because I think especially when it comes with roadmap planning and all of that, you have to influence product and that's really the currency that you have there. I couldn't agree more. I think those are situations that you find yourself in almost opportunistically at first and then maybe strategically later on. But how you respond in those moments, I think, is really important in telling to how you grow and develop as a product marketer and really grounding it, I think, back again in some of those core attributes that we talked about earlier, customer needs, being the voice of the product to the customer, being the voice of the customer to product. That's a two-way street. And that goes all the way up to leadership level too, when you're kind of fighting for resources or prioritizing the right initiatives. So I agree with you. I think those are, the parallels are sort of unmatched in terms of how far that extends. So all important lessons to be learned, no question. Absolutely. All right. So a more tactical question for you. When you conduct these interviews, do you also have like a case interview or a homework assignment or something of that nature? Are there like rounds that you structure your interview around for your PMM hires? So at Coinbase, we conduct a fairly thorough interview process made up of one-on-one panelists with the core cross-functional team. Think of this as product manager or a sales lead, a couple of your key marketing partners that run growth marketing or CRM, and then as well as some of the other cross-functional partners that are really important to get your job done, like a data scientist or a product designer or even an engineering manager or researcher. I think a lot of those roles are really important to kind of suss out the skill sets that PMMs have to flex into because there's quite a few of them. And one analogy to hit on analogies again that I like to make is one that we're probably all familiar with, which is the T-shaped marketer, right? You have the ability to occupy a surface level of expertise across a wide variety of marketing topics, but you can go deep in a few areas where you're truly an expert. I think that's really important to kind of apply across those cross-functional partners when you're in that one-on-one setting. So after the one-on-one interviews wrap, we also issue a take-home assignment or a case study that a candidate will then present back to the panel a couple of days later. This isn't meant to be a 40-hour work week assignment or anything like that. We like to keep it relatively light, but we do like to actually serve up business problems that we're solving in real life. And we carve out time in that presentation to actually do a live Q&A session to really test how people think on their feet and get a sense of how we actually really work as a cross-functional team day to day. So I think putting people in that sort of environment outside of the one-on-one conversations, which are a little bit easier to prep for, is really telling on how a candidate responds on their feet, how well they know the subject matter, or how well they can say, I need to do more research or admit some of the shortcomings that maybe the presentation had. I think all those things are really telling and really important. So I tend to find a lot of value in the take-home assignment or the work trial, however you want to phrase it, to see how people really think about the business problems that we're actually facing every day. I like that you call it work trial. Actually, I think that's super insightful because ultimately you're hiring this person and you want this person to be on your team and work well with different members of your team. And this sort of gives you that insight into how that relationship is going to play out and how this person is going to respond in different situations, respond to questions. So I think that's a very smart thing you did there by calling it a work trial. I really like that. 
Yeah, I think it's spot on. And I think we obviously have to make assumptions that candidates don't have all of the data that we have to make decisions and show anything. It's more about framing a problem and how you would solve it, framing solutions to that problem in a way that kind of hints at some of the things that we're already doing as a business based on maybe even just secondary research you've done in the company. So all those things come into play when we're kind of evaluating the performance in that setting. But yeah, there's nothing better than really jamming on a real world problem together and seeing how candidates respond to it. It's a really good barometer for success at Coinbase. I really like that. And about these one-on-one interviews, did you say that it was a mix of product managers and other folks in marketing? Are there specific guidelines around, are they looking for something very specific? Is the PM looking for something that's different from a marketing person? Are you laying those out for them? Yeah, we typically go through a pretty robust intake process anytime we're kicking off a search for a new role. And we have specific questions or areas to probe into that I typically highlight with each of the panelists that's taking part in the interview loop. So for a product manager, for example, a couple of the things I want to really be key to that conversation are a successful relationship between those two roles. Obviously, as we know, there's no more important relationship from a product marketing context than your product management partner. So what are some of the keys to success in making that relationship tick? How do we service one another? How do we work in service of each other's collective goals? Mm -hmm. How do we ensure that I'm contributing as a PMM to the areas or gaps that you have in your product pod that really make a difference in hitting your goals? So I think that conversation is really important from just a product gap filling perspective. I think from some of the cross-functional marketing conversations, it depends on the role. Yeah. But I think it's more about how do you lead cross-functional teams to complete a project or hit a goal? How are you aligning people around a really important strategic initiative? How are you setting context on what the product is and the value props there within? So I think of PMMs as sort of the bridge into the marketing organization from product. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you are looked at as the product expert and you should be sharing really easy and synthesized view into how the product works and why it matters to the customer. I think that's the most important thing to get your cross-functional marketing stakeholders aligned. So I have a lot of folks on the team who ask great questions about how do you ensure that I know as much about the product as you know, (laughs) to ensure that I'm creating the best work I can. So lots of important conversations there. So yes, it does differ by panelists. And I think that makes for just a much better, more well-rounded interview process. That's great perspective. I really like that. We talked a little bit about the homework assignment or the presentation. You talked, you said it was like a real world example, some business case. That's something that you're facing right now at Coinbase. Can you give an example of what that might be like? So if we have listeners here, then they get a little bit of a hint as to what to expect. Yeah. So as I mentioned, you're absolutely right. It's really important to see how candidates frame the actual business problems that we're trying to solve. So to give you maybe a real world example on a product that's already out in the wild, a good example of a work trial or a homework jam would be for a product like the Coinbase debit card. So I would give people some context on the growth stage of the product and say, we have some ambitions to really take this thing to the next level. So put together a high level go-to-market plan for this next stage of growth that really captures the potential target audience. Mm-hmm. outlines the channel activity that you would recommend to really hit on those growth targets, define a loosely defined measurement plan for what's going to equate success, and leave some of it open-ended for anything else that that candidate deems important for the success of the initiative. So we try to give them guardrails in terms of how to build the build in the problem space, solve the assignments, answer the questions, but leave room for ambiguity 
to see where they take it. Because I think leaving it a little bit open-ended is, it always results in some really interesting solutioning, interesting conversations. And, you know, we learn something along the way as well, because it's great to get objective perspective on some of the problems that we're facing in the real world. That is awesome. All right. Next question for you. So if some of our listeners today, they're aspiring product marketers, they've never been in the role before. Are there any tips you have for such PMMs that are approaching interview prep? There's always going to be some good tips in here. I think we all know it's a super competitive market out there. Product marketing is having a moment, so to speak, in terms of its popularity. And uh, I think companies are recognizing the value that the role can provide to the business, which is good news for all of us. But I think the good news about product marketing is there's not necessarily a straight or narrow path into the function. Speaking from personal experience, I worked at creative agencies early in my career in roles spanning from account management to marketing strategy to product incubation, and then kind of found my sweet spot in product marketing. But I think the more you can ground your experience, going back to what I said earlier, again, in being customer first, the better off you'll be. So you don't feel like you have to have this perfect resume that'll get you in the door to get the interview. And it's really about framing your experience, whether that's in a product marketing specific context or not. I think a couple of things that I could give as pieces of advice is, again, frame your experience and how it solves the gap the company is trying to fill. This might sound pretty obvious, but it's really good to pressure test. What are some of the things you're bringing to the table that make you a perfect fit for the role or a good fit for the role even? Are you a lifecycle marketing expert? Do you know everything about growth tactics? Are you a master of internationalization? Do you love to write code on the side? Do you know everything about data? Like highlight these things as differentiators in your tool belt that kind of set you apart from the crowd. I think those are really important to highlight outside of a paper resume context where everyone sort of just blends in together. I think you touched on like some key insight here. A lot of product marketers don't just come for product marketing. Product marketing has been around for a while, but not for that long. Like, let's be clear with it. Like I think a lot of people have moved from sales, from product, from other marketing functions, from recruiting. I've seen product marketing folks come from all sorts of backgrounds. And to your point, there are transferable skills. As long as you have that customer centricity in mind, I think that can be applicable to anything. And I really liked how you also mentioned that you should talk about how your skills and your differentiators solve the gap that the company has. I think that's super key, super valuable as well. That's really good advice. I think that was a good reminder for me. All right. And then we're coming towards the end of this. So any last tips do you have as candidates for these interviews? How can one set themselves apart in PMM interviews, especially when there are so many good candidates hungry for these awesome jobs? Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff that we just touched on are really useful tips. But I think at the end of the day, what a lot of people are looking for is just people to be their authentic self and bring your full self to work. I've been so encouraged over the last two years seeing so many people kind of get a wake up call in these uncertain times in the middle of the pandemic and start to pursue things they're really passionate about. So I would encourage people to keep doing that and be unafraid of who you are as you enter these interview processes. Really share what you're passionate about. Share your skills, why you think they're valuable. Be vulnerable. Talk about the situations that didn't go well in your past. I find all of those really important in just evaluating human nature and just how relatable people are, down-to-earth people are. 
So aside from the hard skills of like, what can you do the job? I really look for people to tell me about who they are as a person, what they care about outside of work, what they're looking to accomplish in, in a role like this, what some of their growth ambitions may be outside of the rigid questioning of what do you want to accomplish five years from now? It's more like, what do you want to do in the next six months? Like think about it in, in achievable short-term bites. So I think all those things are really important outside of the context of like, uh, yes, I can send emails and yes, I can create compelling creative and yes, I can understand how to glean insights from data. But what matters to you as a person is also really important for me as a hiring manager. And I think that's something hopefully everybody can adopt a little bit more heading into 2022. Well said, Adam. Do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? If they wanted to reach out to you, for instance, where should they find you? Yeah, absolutely. It's a super exciting time at Coinbase. It's a super exciting time in the crypto economy. I'm sure all of you by now have had the NFT talk with a friend or two, but I'm here to say that we're building extremely fast. We're really looking forward to driving adoption of crypto for the next 100 million users in, in 2022. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn. Again, my name is Adam Weigand. I'm a product marketing manager at Coinbase. You can email me directly too. Despite what I said about my semi-healthy inbox, I'm definitely reachable there. My email address is Adam dot wygand at coinbase.com. Feel free to reach out anytime. Happy to share experiences or talk about open roles or anything I can do to help the product marketing community. It's been a great ride so far. It's really kind of you, Adam. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and to lend your thoughts to our listeners. I certainly learned a lot and I'm sure our audience did as well. And to everyone listening, thank you for attending another one of our PMM interviews episode. Stay tuned for the next one where we will interview yet another amazing product marketing leader on their tips and tricks for nailing PMM interviews. Thank you for listening and special thanks to our sponsor, Launch Notes. Whether you're looking to drive higher user engagement, build greater trust with your customers, or make a bigger splash on launch day, elevate your product marketing team with Launch Notes. See why industry leaders like Amplitude, Hopin, and Loom love Launch Notes and why you will too at launchnotes.com.